Welcome to a conversation with John Philpin. Each week, John cuts through the noise and fills your ears with interviews, stories, and most importantly, clarity. Clarity in our ever-changing and shifting world to put people first. Over to you, John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are on this planet of ours. When I started thinking about this podcast, I always had in my mind that there wouldn't be a consistent format. Consistent themes and threads, absolutely, but not format. And so to that end, in these early shows, I'm really trying to ring some changes and not do the same thing each time. So today is story time. There are four writers that I greatly admire, and coincidentally, they're all called John. No, I'm not one of them. But John Steinbeck is. Famous for East of Eden and Grapes of Wrath, Steinbeck in the early 60s felt that he'd lost connection with the people of America. Not to get into it now, but with clear reasons. Long story short, he packed a camper van and his dog, Charlie, set off to tour America and have conversations with the people he met to, in his words, reconnect. He called the book Travels with Charlie. I highly recommend it. It's a super read. For whatever reason, I find people engage with me and share their stories. Sometimes it's one of their lives, sometimes a nugget, always real, always personal. And for a while now, I've been collecting them. And in a small homage to Steinbeck, I've called my series Travels Without Charlie. If the story resonates with people first thinking, I anonymize the source, the location, the names. Everything about the story changes, except the meaning the relevance to learnings, the connection to people first. A lot of the stories have been published. Many more have not. But it struck me that the stories play well with what we're trying to do here in this podcast. So today, I wanted to share a couple with you. Me? I'm from England. You've heard of the Garden of England, haven't you? I have, I replied. Kent, right? That's the one. And every garden needs a compost heap. And that's the town that I'm from. So my girlfriend and I, we sold everything we had, bought a couple of tickets, and here we are. Kevin went on to tell me that he'd moved here because he'd friends in the country, and they spoke well of what they found. Recognising that their options couldn't be worse, they just did it. Where they work is thousands of miles from family and hundreds of miles from any of their local friends that recommended the country. But... They'd both got jobs at the same place. So it was a no-brainer, wasn't it? Said Kevin. Although he'd been working there twice as long as his girlfriend. She started today. Me? I started yesterday, said Kevin. Kevin and his girlfriend broke the chain of their destiny and created their own opportunity. They don't know how it will all work out, but if it doesn't, they'll just do it all again. I mean, there's no point in waiting for things to happen, is there? said Kevin. It was Robbie Robertson who said, you don't stumble upon your heritage. It's there, just waiting to be explored and shared. Gina told me that her husband was a magician, a very good magician. Turns out that he's also a maths teacher. That's how he makes his money. He really wants to make his living as a magician. Magic is his passion. 
Her husband thinks that maths could be made more interesting to students by using magic, essentially going to schools and revealing the maths through performance and magic. I asked her if he'd approached any of the schools in the area to let him come in and try out the idea. No, no, he hadn't. He didn't think that he would go for it, she said. If you don't ask, how do you know, I asked. She looked at me silently and after a long pause said that she would tell him to start asking. It was Steve Jobs that said, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. I trained as a psychologist. I became a winemaker. I run a bar. At one point in my past, I was a monk. It's all the same, really. You're a long way from home, I said, looking at the man opposite me. Not really, he said. I live just round the corner looking me straight in the eyes and smiling right back. We both laughed. He knew what I was talking about. We were both thousands of miles away from England, the country where we both hailed from. I guess like all people, we pick up our accent in others when we hear it, sometimes trying to nail the region of origin, if not county or even city. I nailed the region, totally failed on the city. Turns out he moved here 12 years ago, and in that time I guess his regional accent had been shall we say, smoothed over. Alone? I asked. No, with my wife and four children. Wow, I guess someone made you an offer you couldn't refuse. I mean, that is a big move. It was, a lot bigger than either of us had foreseen. And no, there was no corporate pull, no job waiting. We both just felt that the time had come. We wanted our children to see another part of the world, so we made the decision to jump. I sometimes wonder if we knew then what we came to learn, whether we would have had the courage to make that jump. It was nerve-wracking. You forget the importance of connections. Back in England, I was a known quantity. People called me up with contract opportunities. After we moved here, I spent almost an eternity in what seemed like a wilderness. The only calls were when I made them, introducing myself, hustling. I mean, even when somebody calls you, there's always an element of that. But this was different. Half the conversations over here were explaining who I even was. I was an unknown. In the end, I spent the first four years on success contracts only. No fixed payment of any kind. Nerve-wracking doesn't even get to it. My oldest was seven years old, my youngest was seven months old, and my wife wasn't even allowed to work. Funny, the early ones started paying off in year five, and in year six I started getting the calls. By then I'd proved myself. It didn't matter what I'd done somewhere else. What matters was I could do it on their turf. I did. I had. And the shoe was now on the other foot. Now they wanted me. In the next few years I took fixed fee only, just so that I could fill up the bank account again. But the early contracts were also paying out. So now I could invest as well as taking on the contracts. That's been the way now for the past four years. Funny, third third, third. Never thought of that before. Would I do it again? I don't know. I'm not sure. Turned out well in the end, really well, but the journey was gruelling. It was hard on the children, even harder on my wife. I guess if you really want something, you should just go for it. That wasn't me. I wanted something different. I wanted adventures for my family. But his voice trailed away as he was shaking his head. He looked up, But at the end of the day, he said, 
here I am. In the past four years, I've achieved what would have only been a dream back home, and I still have a lot of life left in me. So really, I shouldn't regret it. But had I stayed there, I wouldn't have known that I'd missed this. Then again, I would also have missed being close to bankruptcy and the poverty line. The fact is, you just don't know. You pick your route through life and live with the consequences. As I said at the beginning of this episode, I have a large number of these stories. This particular group just came to mind as I was thinking about opportunity. I think it makes for an interesting collection. I mean, don't we all dream of doing something different, giving it all up and starting over? It's an opportunity that anyone, and I mean anyone, can take. But we don't. We hold back. When you are young and with nothing to lose, well, you've got nothing to lose. Easy, right? Sometimes you're weighed down with what you have. The risk is too big. I'm a maths teacher. What am I thinking? A magician? Really? Settle down. Get on with life. At least this way I have my dream. I mean, if I made the pitch, who knows what would happen? They might laugh me out of the school and never take me seriously again. I can't afford that. And then there's the person who trains and changes and trains and changes over and over again, taking extreme roles, and yet somehow they find themselves doing the same thing. I mean, we all know that being a monk is very different to being a barkeep, but in Oliver's eyes, he was doing exactly the same thing. Whatever that was, he never clarified. At the end of the day, you take the risk, you make the jump, you become a success, and yet somehow you wonder if you do it again. We're all different. We all make decisions and choices in different ways. There are no rules. There is only you, the world in front of you, and the opportunities that you make for yourself. Don't let anybody tell you any different. We look forward to you joining us next time. And if you found this interesting, please do share the podcast. All the links referenced today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate in connecting directly with John Philpin. Stay safe and stay well.